Hello and welcome to A Murderous Affair. My name is Gabrielle and this past weekend on Sunday and Monday was Dia de los Muertos. And in honor of the holiday, a little late I know, I'm covering Mexican revolutionary Petra Herrera, who also went by Pedro. She was an active participant of the Mexican Revolution under the leadership of Francisco Pacho Villa. When she was outed as a woman, Removed of her military rank and status, she formed her own militia of women with members ranging between 400 and 1,000 who would fight alongside the men in their battles. Now, before we get started, uh, just a quick few announcements. Some of you may have heard on the last episode that there was a type of kind of sponsorship at the very very end basically i am working with coffee over cardio which is a coffee company as an affiliate so what that means is if you go to coffeeovercardio.com and you place an order you can use code 10 frumious reads f-r-u-m-i-o-u-s-r-e-a-d-s and get 10 percent off your order and they've got a bunch of other stuff there too such as hydrates which kind of help with adding electrolytes to the water they've got coffee creamer so overall it's a pretty cool company i've ordered a bunch of coffee from them and i think my favorite so far is the saturday's chocolate donut coffee because i'm a huge chocolate fan so if you guys are interested definitely feel free to go to coffeeovercardio.com and check out what they have to offer there and use code 10 frumious reads for 10 percent off your order all right let's get back to the show petra was born on june 29th 18 There isn't much known about her early life, not that I could find anyway, and it is estimated that she joined the military under the alias Pedro Herrera in her early to mid-twenties. She fought in many battles of the Mexican Revolution and worked her way to being under the command of General Francisco Pancho Villa. A quick backstory on the Mexican Revolution. It was fought for roughly 10 years between 1910 and 1920 and is known as being something that majorly transformed both Mexican culture and government. It began due to the regime of Porfirio Diaz, who was president for 31 years and whose political party struggled to find a successor as he became increasingly unpopular. This led to a rigged election, which then led to other people in power challenging the successor. Long story short, an all-out war. Petra was described as an exemplary leader. To keep her secret, she would dress in baggier men's clothes and say that she woke up at dawn to shave before the other soldiers. She stood out among the other soldiers for her courage as well as her specialty explosives. Eventually, she reached the rank of captain and led a squadron of around 200 men. People loved her and she had a natural charisma about her that played a huge part in her success as a leader. Eventually, she felt comfortable enough to reveal that she was a woman, but unfortunately for her, after she did so, Pancho Villa refused to give her any military credit and she was removed from her newest position, where she would have been a general. Now, female participation was common in the revolution, sometimes willingly and sometimes unwillingly, as it was fought throughout the country, but oftentimes it was only officially sanctioned in activities involving food 
or other service positions unrelated to the fighting. When Pancho Villa refused to have her in his army, Petra quit his forces and formed her own. It was a brigade made exclusively of women, and there's an estimation that it was between 400 and 1,000 people, depending on the time period. There really hasn't been much consistency there, and as it was a war and there were battles being taken place, I think the shifting in numbers is pretty understandable due to the deaths that occurred and people that kind of came and went. Like I said before, Petra's specialty was explosions. She would explode bridges as enemy forces were crossing, or use these explosions to trap them within battles. One of the most legendary battles that Petra Herrera fought was in the Second Battle of Torreon on May 30, 1914. In this battle, Petra led her forces of 400 women to fight alongside Villa's army. One of the others who fought there, Cosme Mendoza Chavira, said, Ella fue quien tomó Torian y apagó las luces cuando entraron en la ciudad. Translated, that means she was the one who took Torian and turned out the lights when they entered the city. Due to her leadership and command, they were able to capture the city alongside of Villa's forces. But Villa refused to credit Petra for her and her brigade's role in this battle, but it was widely known and later admitted that Petra and her forces had such a pivotal role in it. The government was trying really hard to keep the idea of women in battle and involved in the revolution outside of their so-called sanctioned positions. This didn't stop Petra from leading or participating. Eventually, her group expanded to be a total of 1,000 women, still unrecognized by conventional history, by the way. She was definitely protective of the women under her care, taking extraordinary precautions for their safety in her camp. She wouldn't let men sleep near near where they'd set up and would enforce that rule by doing nightly patrols and using any male soldiers trying to sneak in as target practice. General Castro, who was a leader in the revolution, eventually called for all Soldadera Brigade involved in the battle to disband. Soldaderas were the name for the female soldiers, used as a term to describe all the women who participated in the Mexican Revolution. Now, like I said before, oftentimes this participation was limited to food or general housekeeping type chores, but it also included the women like Petra who decided that they wanted to be involved in the fighting as well. It's not quite clear what happened to the women who were involved, which makes sense in a sad way considering that many people tried to forget that Petra existed altogether. In 1917, she allied, in 1917, she allied with Venustiano Carranza and began working as a spy. She was placed undercover to work as a canteen girl in a bar neither Jimenez Chihuahua or Ciudad Juarez. She was still working as a spy when three bandit men took offense to Petra. She was still working as a spy when three bandit men came to the bar that she was working in and ultimately drew their guns in a drunken brawl and ended up shooting her three times. Now she survived this initial attack but ultimately died of infection due to her injuries. Petra Herrera seemed to have an amazing life, one that I would definitely wish we knew more of. Her impact in a decade-long war that left over over 1.5 million dead is one that should be recognized. So I am glad that there are those historians out there who have done their part to piece together what they can of her life and impact. And that is the unfortunately short story of Petra Herrera. Now a lot of you may be wondering where my resources were and you can check them out for yourselves on Wikipedia. Looking up the wiki article about Petra Herrera, there is one in a Spanish to English version and then there seems to be like an English language version as well 
well so you guys can check those out also if you go to rejectedprincesses.com forward slash princesses forward slash petra dash herrera you can find the article that i use there um, like i said before rejected princesses is a treasure trove of information so if you guys are ever looking for just women that you may have never heard of or some cool history facts or just want to see the really cool art that's on there i highly recommend that website and then i got my third and final resource article from a teenvogue.com article about the mexican revolutionary petra herrera who posed as a man to fight it's actually on that teen vogue article that i saw a really interesting quote from a assistant professor in history and a core faculty member in Chicano Latino studies at Michigan State University, Delia Fernandez, and she said that, quote, I think the idea that she had to disguise herself as a man to gain entry into that many places shows how resistant other men would have been to her presence, even if they knew that women were just as capable or they knew that women were playing this particular role in helping to support the revolution. The fact that she had to dress up like a man is really telling about the resistance to equality amongst men and women at that particular time those who wanted to contribute who weren't considered fit for battle which i think is an interesting quote to end on especially considering that petra was not the only woman who was active during the mexican revolution now we've mentioned uh jovita Irar, who was a journalist active during the mexican revolution and who covered a lot of the political intrigue that was happening and there are other women who like petra disguised themselves as men in order to be able to fight and it's just it's kind of sad that history does skip over a lot of their contributions whether it's fighting whether it's kind of working in the media like Ovita overall I think that that's you know always interesting to look at and something we need to consider going forward but that concludes today's episode of a murderous affair thank you guys for being so patient with me this week as I got this episode out I would love to know what you guys thought of this episode if you guys have any more information on Petra or her life, um, anything that I missed, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, at Frumious Reads, F-R-U-M-I-O-U-S-R-E-A-D-S. And uh, feel free to let me know your thoughts and opinions there. Check out the podcast homepage at frumiousreads.com forward slash a dash murderous dash affair. That's where you'll find written transcripts of all of our episodes, as well as our merch, which you can also go to fermiusreads.com forward slash shop. We've got a limited edition run of our original printings still on sale, so make sure you check that out if you haven't bought some yet. If you guys do buy a shirt, it just helps support the podcast, helps, you know, pay for some behind-the-scenes costs, and it gets the word out, which is always really fun. But that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Stay spooky, friends. Goodbye.